The Crash Crew. The Crash Crew was originally part of a bigger organization called the Poison Clan, which at one time boasted a membership of almost 30 MCs and DJs. Five of these MCs would go on to call themselves the Force of the Five MCs, and later on the Crash Crew. The Crash Crew consisted of DJ Darrell C, Rest in Peace and Power, Barry Bistro, G-Man, E.K. Mike C, La Shoe B, and Reggie Reg. This clique representing Lincoln Projects in Harlem specialized in harmonizing and each man held his own on the mic device. In 1980, with the assistance of promoters Mike and Dave, they pressed up 500 copies of their debut single, High Power Rap. And you say New York City right about now. To the sound you hear, just to your ear, you have no fear. The mix master Mike Disco Dave, the amazing crash crew is here. Backed by popular demand and shot the motherland. High Power Rap was an important rap record in 1980 and a sign of things that will come soon. In 1980, rap records were produced by taking a popular beat from the streets and getting a band to replay it. There were no samplers, and copyright law and technology prevented one from taking the original recording and rapping over it. But because Mike and Dave worked in an editing studio with a splicing machine, DJ Darrell C was able to take the original recording of Get Up and Dance by the group Freedom and loop it at will. It wouldn't be until four or five years down the line that affordable sampling technology would be available to do this, but Darrell C did it in 1980. This gave high power rapper authenticity that was only heard in clubs like Harlem World, Celebrity Club, PAL, Black Door, The Fever, or The Tea Connection. Mike and Dave and the Crash Crew, or the force of the five MCs that they were known at the time, were selling records out of the trunks of their cars and in party spots and clubs for $5 a pop. The record became so successful that they secured distribution mainly on the East Coast. In 1980, Sylvia Robinson, president of Sugar Hill Records, was scooping up every decent rap group that she came across. She got wind of high-powered rap, and she searched for the Crash Crew. When she finally found the Crash Crew, she made them an offer they couldn't refuse, and they signed with Sugar Hill Records. But High Power Rap caused a dilemma for two entities, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and Sugar Hill Records. In 1980, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five released a song called Freedom. This song used the same beat as the Crash Crew's High Power Rap, and that beat was Get Up and Dance by the group Freedom. This caused a problem on tour. When the Crash Crew performed with the Furious Five on the East Coast, it was less of a problem, because remember, they had distribution on the East Coast, so people were familiar with the record. But when they traveled to the West Coast, and places where people weren't familiar with the record, Sugar Hill Records asked them not to perform the song. And Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five also suggested that they not perform the song. There was never any physical altercations or problems, but there was a beef about that song. Hip-hop promoter Man Diplight came up with a brilliant idea to capitalize off this beef. And he called it the battle for freedom. The Crash versus Flash. And the way it went was whoever lost the battle would cease to perform their record publicly. This battle, which was to take place at the Autobahn Ballroom, never happened. The Crash Crew showed up, but Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five had a previous engagement and did not. Disagreements over money 
will lead to the crash crew separating from Mike and Dave, who also manage the Boogie Boys, Rob Bass, Biz Markie, and Dougie Fresh. In 1981, the Crash Crew released their debut 12-inch on Sugar Hill Records. It was based on Sky's the Limit by Rhythm Heritage, and it was called We Wanna Rock. As usual, the Sugar Hill Band, consisting of Doug Wimbish, Keith LeBlanc, Skip Alexander, Ed Fletcher, and the Chops Horns, crafted an instrumental almost identical to the original. And of course, the Crash Crew held their own on the mic. We Wanna Rock was one of those feel-good songs. It was one of the better rap songs of 1981 and a perfect debut for the Crash Crew. Many of the groups on Sugar Hill Records would complain that after the success of the Sugar Hill Gang and Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, particularly The Message, other groups didn't get promoted. Some acts like Busy B just got lost in the shuffle and after being signed for four or five years only released one or two singles. But even though you never saw the Crash Crew in Right On Magazine or some of the overseas publications like you saw the Sugar Hill Gang and particularly Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, they did release music consistently on Sugar Hill Records. In 1982, they released what was probably their best record on Sugar Hill, and that was Breaking Bells. Breaking Bells was the ultimate rap record. First of all, it was based on the Bells, which was the street name for Bob James, Take Me to the Mardi Gras. The Sugar Hill Band could not reproduce the organic qualities of Bob James' original, but their replaying was an excellent replay. And the arrangement of the record was perfect. The harmonizing, the MCs, it was almost like a routine on record. In my opinion, Breaking Bells is one of those pre-Run DMC records that definitely could hold its own in the Run DMC era. Many of the Sugar Hill releases could not stand the test of time like that. In fact, I think it was Reggie Reg who told me that LL personally told him that his Rock the Bells was inspired by Breaking Bells. Not far-fetched at all. The next year was a pivotal year in hip-hop, probably the most pivotal. I can't stress it enough that that's the year that Run DMC released It's Like That and Sucker MCs. It was the year that would change the game forever. In this same year, the Crash Crew would release We Are Known As MCs, We Turn Parties Out. Once again, we Are Known As MCs was like a routine on record. The harmonizing was heavy and the rhymes were tight. Again, the Run DMC situation, with tracks stripped all the way down to just drums and scratching, would soon make everything sound dated. In the same year, the Crash Crew released On The Radio. On the radio was a short shot. The harmonized intro was incredible. The drum pattern was hot, 
the keyboards were hot. But one problem, the Fantasy 3 on specific records. Their release is Your Rock, contained the exact same drum pattern and the exact same keyboard pattern. I've talked to many parties involved. Troy Smith has talked to many parties involved. The only consensus we can come to is somebody definitely copied from somebody. No coincidence on that beat. But on the radio is a classic to this day. Sampled many times, scratched in many times. One of the classic Sugar Hill releases that still holds its own. Sugar Hill Records never released official albums on their rap groups. What I mean is, an album would really be four or five previously released songs and maybe one new song, or maybe not. The only difference in the Sugar Hill album was you finally got to see the artist. The Treacherous Three, Grandmaster Flash, and The Furious Five, many of these groups we didn't know what they looked like because it was the pre-video era. So those albums did provide a glimpse and an image of what the groups looked like. In 1984, Sugar Hill Records released the album on the Crash Crew. It contained an instrumental called Scratching, which was an odd record because it contained no scratching. La Shu B told me that that was an incomplete version of a song they had called We Want You To Dance. Decades later, a vocal version would appear on an overseas Crash Crew Greatest Hits album. In 1984, approximately a year before Sugar Hill Records folded, the Crash Crew released 2468, Here We Are Waiting For You. This was another jam that was heavy on harmonizing, and it was almost like a love rap. By 1984, the rise of Rush management acts like Run DMC and LL Cool J would overshadow this Crash Crew release. Even many hardcore fans of the Crash Crew aren't familiar with the song. That would be their last release on Sugar Hill Records. The Crash released records throughout the 80s. In the mid-90s, they released the Champagne Flights and the Real Hip Hop. Unfortunately, in 1999, Darrow C. was succumbed to cancer. The Crash Crew was definitely one of those unsung groups in hip-hop. They were a self-contained group that didn't really have to go outside of their crew for anything. They had their own equipment, own security, own DJs, own management, even before they made records. Their harmonizing, emceeing, and song arrangements were amongst the best and many who went on to gain fortune and fame from hip-hop were inspired by the Crash Crew, one of my personal favorites from the foundation era of hip-hop. Peace to Barry Bistro, G-Man, E.K. Mike C, La Shu B, Reggie Reg, DJ Yoda, and rest in peace, DJ Darryl C. I neglected to mention, Reggie Reg named the Crash Crew, and he named him after a beat tape that Mike and Dave made. It was a beat tape with all kinds of sound effects mixed in. There was a sound effect of a car crashing. Reggie Reg heard it, rewound it, and said, hey, 
Let's use that name. Crash Crew. This is Jay Kwan, MC, DJ, producer, hip hop historian. To see more information on Foundation Era groups, visit my website, thefoundation.com. That's T H A Foundation.com. You can get at me on any and all social media at Jaquan VA. That's J A Y Q U A N V A. Contact me, Jaquan, at Jaquan.org. Man, 45, uh, my mellow, my man, Debbie Deb rocks the house.